Hey guys, welcome to Taskmaster Down Under the podcast. It is me, Casey, and this is the last episode of both the podcast and series one of Taskmaster Australia. So I'm feeling a little bit sad um, because it's been a joy getting to talk to you guys for 10 weeks, whether it be on this podcast or just on Twitter in general. I'm on Instagram now at TMDU Podcast. So yeah, please, please don't hesitate to reach out and have a chat. I am always up for talking about Taskmaster and I like to think I'm a pretty nice person. Easy going? No, but nice. Yes. Um, so thank you. Yeah. Your support has meant the world to me and it has been so appreciated that you guys are tuning in and you're there for me. Um, thank you. And thank you to Taskmaster for everything. (laughs) I owe Taskmaster big time. So let's get stuck into this episode where I was joined once again by Thomas, who uh, joined me in episode four as well. We're covering the last episode of Taskmaster Australia. It's a bit of a long one, but I think it's worth it. There was a lot to get through and I just hope you enjoy. Um, Thank you again and talk to you soon. Welcome again to the podcast, Thomas. Hi, Casey. Thanks for having me back. You're so welcome. I'm so pleased you're here. How so how have you found the last few weeks since I spoke to you, I guess, with Taskmaster? Uh, yeah, great. I mean, in terms of Taskmaster, it's been good. Like, I've, I really have enjoyed this season of the Australian version. And then the UK version started up too as well, so season 15, so... I was going to ask, have you seen that? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it. And um, it seems to be that because it's been going for so long now, the, the sort of team dynamics seem to sort of solidify really quickly. Mm-hmm. I already feel like I've been watching this one for a while this season, even though it's only been two episodes. <laughs> yeah, and again, it was one of those things of me not really knowing anyone except I've watched Ghosts, so I knew Yeah. But I was like, I don't really know anyone else. And then I went, oh, I love them, just as a group. Yeah. So quick. Yeah, I think they're a good group. And I think that, um, yeah, I, I, maybe I mentioned this the last time, but there's something I really find interesting that Kyo and Mae Martin have both played the love interest of Charlotte Ritchie in different things. Yeah, you you did say that. And now it's been brought <laughs> up a lot. I see that all the time. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, oh, yeah. There's like three Taskmaster alumni now all together. Kind of yeah. Nice. I like that May and Kyle are on the same series. Yeah. But it does sort of show that how, you know, UK TV's only really got about 100 people in it. <laughs> We're going to start running out of people to have on the show. It's ironic that you're saying that about UK TV when I feel like Australia's versions will be much worse <laughs> if we get to series 15. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Yeah, but no, it's been it's a good time to be a Taskmaster fan. Really and since, since being on your podcast, I've talked to a lot more people about it because um, I just sort of said I was on there and you, you suddenly have people go, oh, yeah, no, I really like that show. You yeah. just realise that some people are actually just not as obsessed, really. <laughs> that just surprises a, me. They're just a healthy level of interested. I don't know what it's like to be that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, which you know is good, it must be nice. Oh my god, it's so good for them, <laughs> they must be so healthy and like mentally stable. Yeah. That's just a production of myself. 
Um, so, I mean, I'm going to ask you about Series 15 because honestly, we're hmm. already it. I mean, favorite tasks so far? Oh, well, I mean, I love the barge task. That was a lot so of fun. Oh, good. Um, Anything where someone could get physically hurt or drown. Yeah. <laughs> that's a thrill. Yeah. And I, I really like this, the last episode with the horn section. I enjoyed that task. Yeah, that was really good. Again, um, a creative one. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I found it quite interesting that the first episode was, like the first task was the wedding dance task where they had to wear headphones and dance to that. And I yeah. loved that it was, firstly, you started with something really good with Payel's dance. <laughs> but also that it was silent as well. Yeah, so it, it was something so nice about the <laughs> the very first task being just complete silence. It, there must have been a temptation to put some generic track to it. <laughs> there uh, must have been a temptation. The horn section would have put their own yeah. kind of track to it. So I like that they didn't do that when it was just watching two people uh, panting and. <laughs> Just watching a couple of people heavy breathing on a stage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I've loved it. I really liked it. Yeah, uh, I think we're off to a flyer there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's been interesting watching it in tandem with the Australian one the last couple of weeks because it's kind of it, it's highlighted some of its differences, I think, which mm -hmm. I think are also quite evident in this episode. Yeah, I mean it's uh, you know it's it's nice to um, not have to wait for new content between oh series. God. I know. Do you, it's <laughs> scary to think though that we've already seen episode two. Do you know what I mean? Like in my mm. head, oh, it got, does go quickly. Yeah. yeah, I've got this problem with my whole life where I count down things so much that they're over before they've like started. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm going well now that we're at episode two and there's only eight left. Like as if <laughs> eight is a thing. Yeah. Only two months left of this. Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, oh, now the series is over. What are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, might as well finish it now. <laughs> that would be dangerous if Taskmaster released 10 episodes at once. <laughs> I think I'd lose my mind. Yeah. I did hear there's going to be a second um, series of the Australian one. Yes. Um, but they didn't announce it straight away like they do on the UK. But I guess that's maybe that's just a UK thing that they immediately bring up who's going to come next well yeah i wonder if they've i wonder if they know who's in it actually <laughs> maybe not i suppose yeah so i was thinking that i think i heard that they've been approved in the uk for six more series is that right something like that yes maybe? yeah no, yes 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 sorry which would, which would take it up to 20 yeah 22 20 no I think it'll be 20 and then the New Year's months uh, oh, and stuff as well. Yeah, so I'm hoping it gets extended to 25 so they can have a champion of champion of champions. Yeah, there's so much they could do there. They could have, like, your champion of champion, like, with the number <laughs> three or whatever it is up there. You could have, like, you bring back your worst ones and make them compete. Mm. Everyone talks about how lame that would be, but it would also be hilarious. Yeah, it would be funny. Yeah. Also. I heard there's going to be junior Taskmaster as well. There's going to be a junior Taskmaster, but Alex and Greg are not doing it. Yeah. They I had think... that discussion and I think it's they've made the right call there. <laughs> yeah, I think they have. <laughs> I'd be interested, interested to see you do that. Um, 
Who she mentioned like, it? Someone mentioned it somewhere. One of the Taskmaster alumni mentioned that they hadn't been asked, but they would be interested. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you could pretty much go for almost any of them, really. Because mm. they've got Junior Bake Off as well. So I haven't seen, I, I very rarely watch Bake Off. Yeah. But I can imagine that Junior Taskmaster would probably go really well with family. So, hmm, well, totally, especially because of um, like home tasking and things. And they've got school tasking now too. Yeah, that's huge over in the UK. Yeah, and I heard that. Um, I don't know. I watched some of the home tasking ones in lockdown, and like kids come up with really strange ideas. Yeah, I think it would be. I think it would be good. Yeah. Oh. They'll probably be better at it than anyone could possibly pay a comedian to be. Yes, that's very true. Or most of us, to be honest. Yeah. But, alas, I would still like to try and get over there and get on the UK adult version of Taskmaster myself, but Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to happen. So this podcast will do. (laughs) You know, it's a get you a foot in the door, surely. Oh, my God. You you would think that Alex Horn would be watching, right? (laughs) And going, gee, she sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's Get what everyone's getting Fly her over. <laughs> Fly her over. Yes, thank <laughs> you. And a big wage. So I don't remember which episode we talked about last time, but we're currently at 10. We're, we're in the grand finale. Yes. We uh, talked about episode four. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say, but I didn't want to guess. <laughs> uh, that's all right. Um, yeah. We t- so at the time, episode four was my favorite episode so far. And I think it's been surpassed. I think there have been some really good ones since then. I think we had like a, just a row of episodes where I was actually laughing out loud, just going, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And there's something in that ridiculousness that just captures me. Mm. Like it doesn't have to be necessarily good or funny, funny. It's just stupid and I just yeah. love it. That's true, yeah. But um, there's been, okay, so if you have to pick a task from the Australian one, is there a standout? Um, standout. Also, oh. sorry for putting you on the spot. No, no, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I did like the generic e-spread task that we talked about. That stayed <laughs> in my mind. But it's been difficult to get out of my head. Um, but I, I, re- I mean, I really enjoyed the password task with the roses. That was, yeah, that's I think that would be a highlight for a lot of people. Yeah. I think that was episode five because they flagged up that one of the most cooked ones was going to be in episode five, and I think that was it. <laughs> I really liked the idea of the snap, crackle, and pop one. I think actually maybe my favourite was the writing your own theme song task. Yes. Um, I can't get Danielle's out of my head. And... <laughs> well, I can't get um, Nina's out of my head, and I don't think she was given a, a huge score for it, but... Um, I do find myself walking down the street and then thinking, um, congratulations, you did it. You beat all the odds. You beat all the evens. (laughs) It's just in there already. You know what? Even you just singing that then gave me a bit of a boost. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Well, I see. It It was so encouraging. Yeah. It was, like, so self-encouraging and, like, and had a really good solo in it, record a solo Congratulations, you did it. And then she's got the recorder. <laughs> that that was good, to be fair. That and the rock ballad from Danielle. Like, yeah. 
And, and unfortunately for Danielle, it's just the voice of an angel ass of a demon that I've got. That's all I yeah. can think of. It's just stuck with me, but that's that. Oh, no, I'm always thinking about her, like the fact she can't smell dog poo anymore because she's had to handle so much of it in her life. I was thinking about that a lot. <laughs> imagine, imagine having, like, how do we know Danielle? Oh, she's the one that can't smell dog poo anymore. <laughs> Desensitized to it. Yeah, because she used to, yeah, she used to get on her leg and wash it off straight away and now she doesn't care. Yeah. No, just does it after the shift. I think. Yeah, what's your favourite? Some of the ones like the the most incredible once in a lifetime thing. So some of those ones mm. stand out to me, not necessarily because I think there was a standout task, but I yeah. like the idea of the task so much and yes. how many how many options there are within it. Yeah, absolutely. Just go off on a whim. Yeah, I felt that in um in season eleven, I think it was of the UK one, where the task was make this house haunted. As soon as you hear, you're like, "Oh yes, that's such a good task." Mm -hmm. It's so good to come up with something that kind of simple, but with so much possibility, so late on in the game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, anything that just forces people to think quickly. Yeah. And lose their mind a bit. So I also this specifically, I loved the D the age or D age yourself one. Yeah, that was really great. Like that was I don't I should have it written down what's that was episode six, Lucky with the Sausage. But yes. that was a brilliant one. Like just the stuff that comes out of that. Again, yeah. another highlight from Danielle. Oh, Danielle was incredible. Yeah. I mean, Danielle's amazing. Julie has given me some kind of nightmare from it. (laughs) Um, But Danielle was good. Lying sideways. Yeah. So Um, even thinking about now, it makes me go like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So Um, I think think for first series, I'm I'm stoked with how it's gone because first series of everything notoriously slow. Not necessarily great. No offense to New Zealand. The series one for me wasn't that strong either. But yeah. I'm looking forward to where we're going. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think that I remember watching that first series of New Zealand and thinking, oh, this is good actually. But then you had season two and you just like, well, that's way better. Yeah. <laughs> um so I went, I've gone back and started watching because I obviously don't have enough taskmaster in my life at the moment. Clearly. But okay. I went I've gone back and started watching season one of New Zealand. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I like all those contestants and I think they did a, a really good job of it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Hopefully the same thing will happen in Australia. You know, the next one is going to be even better. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, New Zealand season one was great. It's mm. just that when when you've seen, like, your next step and you go to see, series two, you're like, holy yeah. shit, this is what it could be. <laughs> Which is not the fault of anyone in Series 1. It's just no, no, no. natural for everything to progress the longer it goes. Mm. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, so I'll be looking at New Zealand Series 1 next, so I probably need to rewatch it as well. Oh, okay. And um, figure out that. That'll be my next podcast. Not not right now. It'll be some point in the future. I was going to ask if this was going to continue this podcast. Yeah, I think so. I've had an, I've had it. <laughs> this wow, it's about to sound so braggy. I've had enough people interested. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> so yeah. awful. Sorry. No, it's. I mean, that's um. You know, 
congratulations you did it is what I will say to you <laughs> thank you you can actually <laughs> sing it to me again later if you want. okay <laughs> actually I've got a recording of it now I might just yeah. copy it and just put it on Spotify just for me when I need to pick me up <laughs> on Spotify <laughs> <laughs> just put it out there Maybe they should have done that with the Taskmaster songs and stuff they've done. Actually, someone might have put that on Twitter yesterday and I've stolen their idea. Yeah. I would listen to a Taskmaster playlist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they must have enough original songs. I mean, there is a YouTube account where they've started putting up the like the backing music. Uh-huh. I think whoever's composed it has started putting it on YouTube. Because, um, you, yeah, sometimes my recommendations, it will say something like, um, you know, potato dance or whatever. <laughs> potato dance. And you'll click on it and think, oh, I know exactly what this is. Oh, yeah, this potato dance. Yeah. yeah, got it. Um, <laughs> Love that. Uh, well, this episode was titled, uh, hang on, what's Did Don't ask me what a JC is. Yeah, thank you. What's <laughs> the page? Nothing's changed here. Don't ask me what a JC is, which when I first. <laughs> When I first heard the title, I just went, oh, that's probably Nina or something. Like, it didn't even occur to me what it could be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, me, me neither. So I was pleasantly surprised uh, later in the episode when Jimmy said it because it actually made me laugh. Yeah. So, I mean, but- start of the final episode, Tom Cashman, the special boy, mm-hmm. a lovely, lovely little nickname for Tom. Um, <laughs> I've... I love Tom and Tom now. I'm on board. Yeah. I mean, I, I've i grown. I do like um, the way that Tom Cashman's taken it. Um, and we'll, although I think, I mean, we'll get to it in this episode, but I think he can be a bit more evidently manipulative. Oh, my God, which is, yes. <laughs> which is quite, which is interesting in comparison to Alex Horn because it seems like whenever there's like a task that's made, so that that's designed to make someone look foolish or whatever, he'll just kind of say, "Oh, it's like an admin error or whatever." But yeah, just pretend it's a mistake or yeah, Tom's he... not um hiding behind false. <laughs> yeah, he's just like we, he'll just just snipe at people and stuff. Yeah, but I guess it's. I think I've grown to like his style of it. Um, I think as I said last time, Tom Gleason's just kind of like he is and everything else. Yes. So it's so you kind of know what you're going to get, and there's no real sort of surprise. Yeah, felt like this. Now that we've come to the end, though, it felt like they all knew each other, and that was a bit yeah. more of that banter that I was talking about missing when I was first talking to you. I think. Yeah, yeah, I like their dynamic. Yeah, um, I think it works nicely. Um, and I must say, the the trophy looks a lot better in, in the Australian one. It, it did look pretty accurate. It was a bit bumpy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Jeremy Wells one is look, looks a bit like they've just put laid on his head. Um, <laughs> the Greg one is so angular and like, yeah. Anyway, you know what though? The thought of someone doing that to like your own face, do you reckon you'd be okay with it? Because I don't think I would look. I don't think I could come out of that looking good. What like the? But do, do you reckon they do the plaster mold thing where you have to sit with it on your face for a while and then? Oh, I thought it. they did. Do they not? I don't think they do in the UK one. Um, oh, it's just a random sculpture. Yeah, but I think I think he kind of implied that they did that. I think Tom Gleason implied they did that in in this one. 
then that's maybe why it looks so much like him. Probably, yeah. <laughs> we can't go too hard on it, though. But it's exactly yeah. <laughs> you just terrible. get a bowling ball with beers on, and then it's like, oh, I'm greasing. <laughs> Say what you want about Greg's. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this first prize task was bringing the best thing from the Taskmaster's year of birth, which was yes. 1974. Old man. Um, <laughs> I didn't oh. actually think that. I just made that up then. <laughs> Quite, close to, <laughs> Quite close to my day of birth. <laughs> Do you know what? As soon as I said it, I was waiting for you to say something. <laughs> actually, the funny um, thing is when I read it, though, I went, oh, man, he's actually so young. And then yeah, I went, maybe I'm just getting old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's yeah, I think that's the thing. It's younger than I thought, but then it's probably quite appropriate. Yeah. So, I mean, Julia brought in, just straight off the bat, a copy of Nixon's letter of resignation. Yeah, I'm going to say that overall I'm quite disappointed by this. (laughs) Lazy. I mean, that that one, yeah, was just profoundly lazy. Um, But also so many of them weren't from the year, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, this one isn't from the year technically because it's been printed off a pdf or whatever but yeah it's it's at least associated with the year um she didn't she didn't try and sell it though really no and if you can get absolutely anything from the year and just print it off and frame it like i guess i guess his resignation was a reason to celebrate for many people but at the same time, it's not a very interesting object. She didn't argue <laughs> that very well, I don't think, because if she no, had no. why it was the best thing. Yeah, and I think I think she kind of she's not very good at that, I don't think. Uh, uh, I think yeah, she she's kind not of argue, is she? I think she just kind of uh gives up <laughs> quite easily. Um it's hilarious that that's how we're talking about someone who was in the lead until like the second task in this. <laughs> I was thinking that, yeah. Like they did announce the scores at the start of the show, and um, they mentioned that Julia was in the lead. And you think, I wonder if they had realised what a woeful show it was going to be for her. There's just mean, some really terrible outcomes for her in this show, in this they, particular episode. They could have realised, but that's where something as trivial as her getting one point in this, and what Danielle, Danielle got five. Yeah, it's all it takes is if Julia had have argued slightly better, or mm. you know, like all of a sudden the scores even up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, she did say herself that she's just will take the simple way out of things, and yeah, hundred percent. Will just surrender if she can't be bothered, you know. Yes. Well, mm. I mean, let's. I know this one will probably upset you, so I'm going to get it out of the way. The George Foreman Grill. Uh, Jimmy brought in because it represented the big fight from 1974 between George Foreman and was it Ali? Yeah, it just makes no sense at all. Do you know what? I was so excited by a George Foreman girl that I forgot what the thing was. (laughs) Oh, look, it's a good object. Um, But if the the George Foreman was invented in 1974, it would have been good. Yeah, but it wasn't invented that year. No. And the year was the year that the person who invented it had a fight. It wasn't even like <laughs> he was born that year and then he invented that later. It was, oh, it's just a mess. I was just so annoyed. 
it was it was a mess. I did ask Jimmy if it was just something he brought from home, and he did yeah. say, well, "Yeah, it was." But it also got damaged by the baggage handlers on the plane. He had to find <laughs> when he went to Sydney. <laughs> oh no! Which I thought was hilarious. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's. I mean, I, was, I imagine it's quite a good object. I never used one, but um, um, I do have a fun fact about George Foreman. Oh my god! Please. I think I think his he's I think he's got four children maybe. Oh yeah. Their names are George Foreman, George Foreman, George Foreman, and <laughs> George Foreman. You fucking kidding? <laughs> and the slogan for the George Foreman grill used to be "So good, I put my name on it." It's like well, you've done the same with your kids there. Like you've just given them all. You've just gone. Yeah, I just call them George Foreman. Are you not lying about the kid thing? I think that's true. I know. <laughs> Guess who's looking it up? George <laughs> kids' names. Oh, no. <laughs> if that's one of the main things that comes up. Well, I think, I mean, I don't know if they're all boys. I'm not sure. Because it is like, a, you know, it's a gender-neutral name. Um, He's been married five times. Oh. <laughs> there you go. He has five sons and five daughters. What? All five of his sons share the same name. George Edward Foreman. What the fuck? Well, now that I know there's five five of them, that's even more of a fun fact. And the fact that he's got also got five daughters, who I would hope would be called George Foreman as well. I mean, that's a perfectly good name. I mean, if you're going to name your sons George, you may as well name your daughters George. But yeah. no, they're, they're not George. So his sons, though, because obviously it's a little confusing. That's what it says on here when they're yeah. all named George. They actually go by Monk, Big Wheel, Red, George Jr. and Little Joey. <laughs> Big Wheel. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, the name George was too embarrassing. I had to call myself Big Wheel. Yes, I'll be Red, please. Yeah. Red Foreman. Oh, oh God. Red anyway. Foreman sounds like a sporting injury you get. Yeah, well, I don't know if they're using their nickname as their um, I mean, little Joey Foreman doesn't sound great either. (laughs) All right. So I need to update that fun fact in my head. Yeah. And then if you could just, when you tell your fun fact, just pull out Big Wheel from it. Big Wheel. (laughs) See, my brain's like a badly annotated Wikipedia page. I only thought there was four. It needs to be updated now. Yeah, uh, please update it. But yeah, imagine being the one that's called George Junior. Yeah, You've got Monk on one side, a big wheel on the other, and you're just George Junior. <laughs> I was trying to find his daughter's names, but I don't think they're on here. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, no one cares. It's not a story, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Ten kids, though. Wow. Well, he had five marriages, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> There's some George Foreman facts. If Jimmy had brought them into the studio, that could have made it better, actually. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> that yeah, one that... something to say. Um, but that's, that's a one-pointer for me, though. That's... Yeah. Even well, that's like... Three points. And I think it only got three points because, it, like, what happened with me is I'm like, ooh, a grill. <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh. No, it's a good it's, – it's probably a nice piece of kit. And if, you know – I don't know that they are. Send me one, then. <laughs> Oh, really? I don't, look, I don't know. What I remember, and this is just a sad indictment on my childhood, is that I remember I really wanted us to have a George Foreman grill because yeah. I'm sure you can remember it was advertised so much mm. on telly and infomercials. Yeah, yeah. 
Like you had to get the George Foreman grill and they'd show it grilling like a steak and then they'd chuck like a veggies on this side and they'd be like, look at it grilling. And guess what? We never ate like that even when we had one. We did like cheese sandwiches in it. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I think the thing about it was meant to be that it would grill the meat, but then it had like a sort of reservoir that would collect all the fat or something. And And you had to get rid of that. Collected all the fat in that little bowl at the bottom. Weren't we lucky? Whereas if you made a cheese sandwich, I'd want it to stay in the sandwich. I didn't want it to be sluiced off and chucked away. Yeah, but we weren't really grilling steak in that. I don't know what we were doing in it. But anyway, um, we probably got the cheap version. So he got three points for that, which I totally knew that you'd say one. That's why we got down the way. (laughs) You already know me too well. I do. One conversation, but you taskmaster fan. I just get you. So then we go to... Um, we'll go to Luke. So yes. Luke started his whole prize task with a sentence that was, I'll bring in a fun fact and a thing. And mm. then he said, it's a Rubik's Cube. The fun fact was that it was from 1974, which was the actual category. So you can hardly say that he brought in a fun fact. Exactly. The point <laughs> Tom made as well. Yes. Um, Tom's fun fact was that the Rubik's Cube couldn't be solved by Mr. Rubik after he made it. Yes, I think his name was Erno. Again, I probably I should actually do some research before I come onto these sort of things, rather than I don't information. <laughs> no, but let's see who Rubik's cube. What's his name? I think it's Erno. Yeah, it is. Yeah, nice. Why okay. um, are Wikipedia? So I was surprised it was that early because I associate Rubik's cubes with the eighties. Hmm. Um, it was a bit like finding out that, um, you know, uh, fidget spinners were invented in before nine eleven or something. You know, I, I just it didn't make sense in my head in terms yep. of time. Um, but, you know, I think that's a solid prize. It was invented that year. It's quite a good thing to win, I would say. I don't mind it. I think he ruined it by saying he had a fun fact that wasn't yeah, fun, and then didn't. But and I guess it, I guess it feels kind of like a a route one prize in some ways. I don't know. Well, okay, you know what? I hope you've got time tonight to talk because I do. Okay, great. Because this is what's going to happen. I'm going to type in best invention from 1974. Well, I did do that, and the first thing that comes up in big letters is a Rubik's, Rubik's cube. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine, I imagine that's what he did as well. Literally, that's what I was Yeah, that'll do. He's just gone. Oh, I'll type that again. And as per what we've done, we've got oh, Rubik's cubes, great. Everyone yeah. loves them. That'll do. Yeah. Oh no. Oh. So it's a it's a good prize, but it seems like um, fair. Obvious is maybe not the right word because again it's it's quite interesting i think that it was invented that early but um yeah maybe it, maybe it wasn't that inventive a prize i mean his other options if i'm looking at that web page mm. are a floppy disk mm. which you could argue is one of the best inventions at that time yeah email which you could argue again a great invention that's interesting so it was that early that's what it says mobile phone you could say that's ruined lives because I hate answering my mobile phone. <laughs> but 
post-it notes. Oh, that's yeah, a great post-it note would be good. Although winning a post-it note is not great, but no, yeah. you're not wrong. MRI <laughs> machine. That's hard to bring. Yeah, yeah, to get hold of one of those, yeah. A Walkman. Now a Walkman would have won. Yep. I did look up so they they probably wouldn't have been able to have these because they're all um, products and they can't really do product placement. But I did try and look up things that were invented in 1974 and it sent me to a page on Wikipedia that was products introduced in 1974. Ooh. So maybe if you could get like sponsorship from these, you could have brought one in. Yep, generic um, yeast spread. Ba- Bailey's Irish Cream, delicious. Oh. Something that I like to drink. Um, burger rings. Uh-huh. Uh, bowls detergent. Um, Fortuna cigarettes. Kinder Surprise. That that seems like a good... No burger. way! <laughs> um, uh, what else? Playmobil. What's that? Um, Skittles. Oh. The, the sweets and Sprite Zero. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know how iconic a product Sprite Zero is, but I mean, if it had just said Sprite, but I can't imagine them inventing Sprite Zero then. That's like a new thing. <laughs> well, I mean, there are a lot more options that I think could have given him more than two points. I think two points was harsh. Hmm. Yes, I do as well. Actually, in my head, it was Julia, Jimmy, then Luke. Yeah. You, yes. You've got Jimmy yeah, at the bottom, and then probably Jimmy, whereas I've swapped those two because I like a grill. Um. Yeah. So yeah, Luke, Paul, Paul Luke, good, good prize, bad idea. Uh, Nina brought in a ten cent coin from nineteen seventy four, but she also brought in uh, forty nine dollars and ninety cents in coins for the bet she made with Tom in episode one. Yeah, and I. I like that idea in terms of tying that back in, but I think if she'd given him fifty dollars worth ten cent coin, she would have won. I think adding that extra layer of like, but the prize is the other ten cents I've taken out. It's just like an added level of like argument about it not being very good. <laughs> that meant she maybe didn't win. There would have been a fair bit of commitment there if she had managed to find every coin from 1974 to make up. Well, <laughs> I, did, I did wonder that, yes. I'm sure they didn't check it. but It would um, have been funnier, though, if she was like, all these coins from 1974. <laughs> but also, it's for Tom. Yeah. So then it's not really a prize for... Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's probably not the best thing to major Tom. I forgot to call him. Major Tom. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I like, I don't know, I thought that Major Tom and Minor Tom. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think if she'd give, I think, I think the prize had been 10 cents and then she'd given Minor Tom um, $50 worth of 10 cent coins. I think she would have won. Yeah. I think having that argument about it not being, even though it wasn't related to the prize, I think it kind of distracted it from it being. Quite good, really. Yeah, because she did say the remainder of the ten cent coin makes it the best thing. Yeah. And then uh, there was the whole argument about, like, he hasn't paid up on the bet if the other, yeah. and <laughs> you can't just say figure it out. Like, yeah. what she did. It was funny, but it did make it a bit convoluted. So I think maybe she would have won if that hadn't that argument hadn't happened. Yeah. But. Yeah. No, I agree, but. 
the thing is, Danielle, I think he could almost not have competed with Danielle no matter what you brought in because she brought in Tom's CD for the fantastic yeah. movie. Yes. And a homemade picture of a topless Tom. <laughs> Again, I have some issues with this prize. Because of the topless Tom. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, the CD yes. came out in 1999, so it's not an object from 1999. <laughs> so it's oh, not... the, yeah, I've got, yeah, you're talking about the object. It's not a prize from 1974. She's not bringing in Tom. Yeah, because if you'd said, if you'd just brought the poster and said, well, this, you're from 1974 and this is you, and that, I mean, I, I, yeah, it wouldn't have been as funny as funny and wouldn't have massaged his ego as much. No, and I mean, but, it's funny because it was a surprise secondary one, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, but again, it's like, interesting. If it, it, and again, even if it was like his solo album, I'd probably go, well, yeah, I can see that because. He was born then, and this is the thing that he's made himself. But the fact that it was his band, and it's like the album by his band, I don't know, it didn't quite work for me. But it worked for him, so. You know what? You've pointed out a fatal flaw in the scoring in this one, and I'm I'm shocked because I didn't even pick up on that. To be fair, I, think... I also didn't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the thing is that when I heard, when they announced that category, I thought, oh, this will be... It will be fun to see like some stuff from the seventies, like antiques or I don't know. Um, yeah. You know, the fact that there was like just a, a PDF and a CD from the nineties, a grill from the two thousands, <laughs> and the a ten cent, coin. ten cent coin, and a Rubik's cube. You're like, well, I could kind of hoped for a bit more there. Yeah. Um, well. <laughs> Yeah. It wasn't the best prize task, but I haven't listened to the Fantastic Leslie before. Have you? No, never. And I'm afraid to. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> there was Just... another in New Zealand. One of them was in a band, wasn't he? Matt Heath was in a band and brought in his his CD. Yeah, so no it was like several boxes of unsold CDs. Yeah. That's actually one of my favourite stories from Matt Houston. <laughs> just doing that. I'm just um, having a quick look at the fantastic Leslie. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> not helpful. Uh, Gleason was the drummer. Okay. There you go. So I'm assuming one is. Oh, no, the other one, Hanson, was one of the vocalists. But who are the other vocalists is what I actually, I actually want to know. <laughs> Do you know what you would have bought in for this? Do you know what? I would have gone to that uh, website and I would have just tried to figure out which of those I could get my hands on. And it what was – I don't think it would have been the Rubik's Cube. I think I might, have, I might have gone for the Walkman yeah, or, or Coffee Disc. If you could get a Walkman with a fantastic Leslie tape in it, that would probably win. That would be that would be cool. That would be one of those surprises where I'm like, let's see what I'm listening to. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Um, well, again, I was looking up stuff from the '74. Yeah. I mean, I would have bought it. I mean, I, I guess I just would have bought in an album from that year, and it wouldn't be that interesting. I would have bought in like Autobahn by Kraftwerk, and gone, well, this is objectively the best thing. And then like, it wouldn't have been in funny. Do you know 
not funny is that I just I've just realized my own fatal flaw and I would have lost the whole thing anyway is that those objects were just 1970s not 1974 oh right so you reckon I would have been out on the technicality anyway. They would have been like, that was 1973. Yeah, Tom Cashman would have gone, oh, it's, it was invented in 73, actually. Yeah, so you know what? I failed. I'm disqualified from the past. <laughs> yeah, but again, it didn't happen with the with these objects. So No, you're right, actually. It didn't happen with the And again, I guess bringing in something from 1974, it could have been something invented slightly before then because it's still from that year. Yeah, best thing from the year of birth. Yeah, I suppose if I just looked up what was popular, that could count. Yeah, just something that was era appropriate. Era appropriate, I like that. Well, these were the scores. Julia 1, Luke 2, Jimmy 3, Nina 4, and Danielle 5. So that takes Mm. you to task 1. Stick a pencil in this aubergine from the furthest distance. Furthest distance wins. You have 15 minutes. Your time starts now. I felt like I said all those words wrong. (laughs) No, Um, I liked it. Because I don't know why they called it an aubergine. I say aubergine or aubergine, whichever way you say it. But not an eggplant. Yeah. I found that so weird because I've only ever heard of aubergine in the UK Taskmaster. Well, I wonder whether that's why or whether it's maybe it's a New South Wales thing. I don't know. Um, that's a good point. They do have their own things there. My first question to you is, have you ever done this? Have I ever stuck a pencil in an aubergine? Yeah. That sounds like a weird euphemism. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just wondered where they – I was wondering whether it is a reference to something that maybe Australian kids You're did. Like, Casey, have you done this? <laughs> Of course I haven't done this. Well, maybe it was like a playground craze of the 90s or something. No. When I was at school, there was a craze for drawing on bananas in biro. I mean, people used to draw faces on them. Yeah, but I think people used to do it because it felt nice to do. I don't know if it was just our school or whether it was something that swept the nation. But okay. as, soon as, as soon as they said put a pencil in an aubergine, I thought, oh, that probably feels quite nice. Typical, typical Australians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they know, they know about sensory delights. They yeah, know, you've know made me them. want to go get a banana and draw on it now. Just see what you're talking about. But it's so smooth. It's great. It's like ballpoint pen on there. Yeah, I mean, I guess I I thought maybe the two words are interchangeable here. But then again, I've only ever heard people say eggplant. So no, yes, I'm probably being a bit rude because they are interchangeable, obviously. And I I do know <laughs> an aubergine is now thanks to Taskmaster. But yeah, I've never yeah. understood words like courgette or aubergine. Yeah, I do have courgettes there as well. So do you say eggplant now or do you say aubergine still? I say eggplant because of the rise of emojis since I moved here. I was going to say, no one's going, can you do the aubergine emoji? The aubergine emoji, yeah. <laughs> um, but I still say courgette. So, What is know. a courgette? Is it a zucchini? Zucchini, yeah. Something's yeah. just thick, you know. Crazy stuff. <laughs> now the tables have turned. No one's asking me Aussie stuff. I'm going, what the hell's in <laughs> Well, I thought this task kind of, it was another, it was not the strongest task. I liked it and I liked that it was, it was um, uh, justice for Nina, really. 
yeah i think it was that was quite nice in the in the narrative of the show that we now know that what she's like and again my favorite contestant possibly ever like it's um just so fun to watch and so hilarious and so um adorable yeah nina was brilliant but we're gonna save her to last because okay, she right. was so good yeah okay i actually loved luke's attempt so luke went yeah. right, i'm going up onto the balcony I'm going to yeah. put the eggplant onto the ground. He placed the eggplant between the two planks of wood too so it wouldn't move. Mm. And then he attached his pencil to an anchor, which brilliant. Where'd the <laughs> anchor come from? No idea. Yeah. And then he lined it up with Tom's head and then dropped it onto the eggplant. And I thought, geez, that was brilliant. Yeah, easy. Didn't mind it, 4.45 metres. Yeah, and I didn't understand the controversy with the fact that it came out again. Like I, it didn't seem to to be an issue. I didn't. I wasn't watching it thinking, oh, well, the pencils come out again. That can't count. But it just said to stick the pencil in, and so if you put it in there and it's come out again, that shouldn't be a problem, should it? You know, I don't think there's a problem, but I do understand that if I said, "Can you stick that in there?" to someone, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it came out again, you'd be annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry, but no, I mean, no. it wouldn't. I would be imagining I'd be annoyed if they stuck it in and pulled it out rather than just yeah. stick it in. I stick it in there. Yeah, no, I can see that. I can understand that. But yeah, it just didn't seem like it would be. I don't know why it was so much of an issue in this studio. No, I don't think there was actually an issue there. I think they argued it correctly. You've stuck it in. You've stuck it in. Hmm. Um, Jimmy used a similar method, to be honest. He took a bit yes. longer to get there. But he got stuck with the whole using it, keeping the eggplant on the plinth thing. Hmm. So it was higher up, yeah. But he also had his arm up higher. So the difference between... Him and Luke was only like twenty centimeters, roughly. Yeah, when they said that, I thought, oh yeah, he must have he must have just lifted it higher when he was up there because that's yeah. quite impressive. Because I suppose Luke was hanging his yeah over the edge type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked that Jimmy stuck his to a spoon and it looked like a little arrow. Yeah, <laughs> that was my note. I liked that it looked like a little arrow. <laughs> a pen- like an archer of the pencil. Yeah. Yeah. So um, those two kind of just went for your stock standard method. It worked. Mm-hmm. Let's not yeah. say it worked. Danielle, absolute struggle there. Yeah, I didn't quite know what was going on. Like, didn't she tie it to a ladder and then? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's good with knots though. Yeah, she made more oh, knots than yeah. I can. Yeah, and try and yeah, it just seemed to be. I I couldn't quite follow what was her methods. Like she was trying to stick, she was trying to sort of make, still jab it in with a stick kind of thing, but be further away. She was just trying um, to make a long jabbing pole, but she used a ladder. How did you go for a ladder? <laughs> I don't understand. Isn't there like a massive oar just around the other side of that house? Yeah, there's so many things with longer handles on them and things that I thought, why did you not just use that? And then she ended up only being the, the ladder length, so 2.2 metres. <laughs> So suddenly the old anchor doesn't look so bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just seemed like 
I don't know what happened there. But Julius was worse. Oh, I was annoyed with Julia. (laughs) Julia just literally, like we said before, just doesn't actually give a shit. Yeah, and as you say, was leading at the start of this of the episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I really like Julia, but yeah, me too. There were there were a couple of moments in this show where I was just like, "Oh, come on, mate, what are you doing?" Why? And this was one of them where, firstly, trying to throw the throw the aubergine into the pencil, Paul, just, just seems so difficult, like more difficult than flinging it from that distance but then just kind of but then again just giving up just going oh whatever i'll just do it and then throw it and then try and argue that the distance was the length of her arm i did it it from 17 centimeters which is the length of my forearm or something you go well no that's you that's part of you (laughs) no your hand i don't she just stuck it in and then that this brought tom cashman's Sentence of it was so bad it makes you ask existential questions of her. <laughs> How far away are you from yourself? How far away from you from yourself? How yeah. far away are you from your own hand? I mean, zero disqualified. Nina, yeah. though. Nina, while I get my charger, do you want to like let me know how you thought Nina went? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I thought Nina was excellent. I mean, I really, as I say, I really like Nina. And I like that this task showed what is kind of, in a way, counterintuitive about her personality to doing well at Taskmaster, but also was triumphant. And, you know, I am, I'm really pleased that she got a moment of triumph. Um, and it looks, it looks like a good method. And the fact that, um, she, she she stopped to talk about how much she loves Pythagoras and stuff and even though it was a time task mm-hmm. and um, you know seemed to be so devastated in certain points like losing the pencil <laughs> she lost uh, the pencil like love so hard and splitting the aubergine in half accidentally and they, was, all... they were setting her up for a typical Nina attempt yeah, exactly and they were and I think it's testament to her personality on screen that I'm sure everyone watching it just went, oh, Nina. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, oh. Brilliant. So she ended up with a score of 7.62 metres. Incredible. That's great. Absolutely nailed it. So five points to Nina. Nina? Five mm. points to Nina. La Nina. We all celebrated. Uh, we had four points to Luke, three to Jimmy. Two to Danielle and a did oh I didn't write down whether Julie got one or none. I think um, she got one. I think she did get one, yeah. I can't remember. I feel like she should have got none, but that that <laughs> she technically she got zero, which is a score. So one yeah. makes sense. Mm. I'll forgive that. Yeah, and yeah, it just kind of in this last episode cemented my idea of Nina as the people's champion in my eyes. There's always a people's champion, isn't there? <laughs> There's always something. Well, yeah. the next task, I really liked this one. I don't know that they did very well at it, but I liked it. <laughs> task two, make a miniature version of yourself. You have 25 minutes. Your time starts now. Mm. 
Uh, I loved it. I like anything, again, another creative task, so that's up my alley. Um, But Nina, who's that show first? Nina, Danielle, Julia, I can't remember now. And Jimmy. showed everyone except Luke because he did the workaround one. Special thing. Um, Nina, again, my favourite thing was the first thing she said was, I feel like I always do my best work in hats. (laughs) That was so smart having that together, though. Yeah, um, amazing quote. (laughs) Sometimes I wonder how many people pick up on that. I'm sure a lot do, but I always feel really smart when I see, like, when I notice the jump between two things. Yeah, that they've that they've put put those things together. Yeah, because um, I'm like, is that is that just how they plan what they're showing you? What order they wait for someone to say something like, we can use that one next. <laughs> they wait for someone to say, wait, what, what, wait, wait, what, and then find all the tasks where they've said that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably the right way to do it. Yeah, you need. I mean, I imagine you have to have some system. Yeah, it must be so difficult to edit everything together anyway. True. And then she said, oh, now I've written this out of context. I can't remember what she said it about. But she was talking about herself and said it's the gummy bears were like her, was it? Full of holes and it doesn't work? Uh, I think it was like. What was I think she was trying to to build a model out of gummy bears with sticks and said, like, I call this the Yayama method because it's full of holes. It doesn't work. Um, Tom gave a very alarmed look. Like, no, I mean, there's flaws to the plan is what I mean. Yeah. yeah, I thought the gummy bear method was great. I thought she, her little Nina looked amazing. I think it was my favourite. I think it might be mine too. It got four points though, so it did score well. Oh, Dan- oh Danielle's was good as well, actually, yeah, because that got five. I yeah. Think. Yeah, so Danielle made a mini... <laughs> no. Danielle made a miniature of herself using clay, I think it was. Yeah. Paint. She cut off her own hair for a wig, which looked awful. Yeah. But she knew what she was doing because she's also done a miniature of her granddad's dog, Shep, before. Well, I liked that detail. And I also, I thought the hair was hilarious. I, thought, I liked that she cut it off thinking it was just going to, like, flow down it really beautifully. It just sticks out of the side, like, um, <laughs> that on a rug rat. <laughs> it just looks really funny. Yeah. Really well made as well. So, yeah, I think that's the rightful winner. I mean, as soon as I saw Danielle with the art and craft stuff out, though, I went, yep, here we are again in the element. I think she said that she regretted not bringing her own arts and craft supplies in, which I thought <laughs> 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 she just got a big stash at home that would have been really useful. I can just imagine like a carry case, you know, like oh, like a carry case, though, like just arts and craft <laughs> she comes on with every day, like a lunchbox. Yeah. It's like um, I usually have these on me, but. The day I don't bring them, I have to make a miniature of myself. Oh, God. <laughs> Hers was great. Nina was still my fave. Um, Julia made a masking tape Lady J, which was huge. Oh, awful. <laughs> it, was not, it was not the best with her uneven balloon boobs, which were probably the highlight. There was a pile of red masking, masking tape and two small balloons. And it was mentioned that it just looks like rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> it just looks like rubbish. I, like, I think, yeah, I think Tom mentioned that and then later Danielle nearly throws it away thinking it's garbage as well. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, kind of, 
Like, I'm not surprised. It's just awful. <laughs> you know what? I will skip ahead to that quote then. So in the next task, uh, Danielle does say, it was very easy to confuse your figurine with the junk on the table. <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> Look yeah. on Julia's face. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just... I mean, the the tips were, like, not even the worst bit of it. Yeah, they were the best bit of it. They were the most notable part. Yeah, I knew what they were. I didn't know what the rest (laughs) of it was. You didn't know which way up she was, but you could tell (laughs) what was going on there. Yeah, I mean, she tried, but that's about as much as I've got to say about that one. (laughs) Jimmy, Jimmy measured everything in JH, which was Jimmy heads, so that he could get his figurine right. He also used his own hair. Um, worked a little yeah. bit better on his doll. I mean, it, that hair, it just looked a lot messier. And even with even with Danielle's one that's got all the hair coming out the side, yeah. Jimmy still looks more messy. And... I thought it looked more like him with that mess. Oh, it's, yeah, I guess so. But yeah, <laughs> all that time spent trying to get it to proportion. And, and then the proportion didn't work anyway. The proportion didn't really look... It just seemed like a waste of time to be doing that. But it was quite funny seeing him trying to, like, get his eyes, see how big his eyes were in comparison to his own head and stuff. You know, it reminded me of when they were trying to, um, when they were trying to weigh Alex's foot. (laughs) And they were like, if we divide you into six. (laughs) (laughs) And they would get the size of his head and they're like, how many heads are you? It was pretty much the same thing. You're about six heads, so... But I don't think that's something that people would look at when you look at a miniature of you. They wouldn't be like, oh, it's, those eyes aren't to scale. It would just be, they're just looking at if it kind of resembles you. Yeah, that's true. Unless the eyes were really out of scale. And you're right, it's probably the one that most resembles the person who made it. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's, these are the kinds of open, they're not open-ended. Yeah. But- I suppose you're trying to make it most look like yourself. Mm. And this is where um, Luke got caught up in it because it's not the smallest miniature or anything like that. It was make the most, make a miniature version of you. Make the best one. Yeah, yeah, just trying to make it of you, not necessarily the best. Mm. Um, And just a shout out to Jimmy because that's where the title came from. Don't ask me what a JC is. Mm. And if anyone hasn't figured that out, tweet me because I totally put it together. I thought it was going to be Jesus Christ. That's what I thought at the start. <laughs> I went, oh, I, I can imagine Nina or Danielle, someone saying that. Like, don't ask me what a JC is. And I was imagining Nina, at the, didn't Nina say something like that earlier in the series about a JC? So many of the titles have come from Nina. But yeah. I watched, someone's put together a video of where all the titles have come from. Yes, and it's mostly that. Nina. Mostly Nina, yeah. But yeah, um, one of Jimmy's cock. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, Luke took a picture of himself and shrunk it and then he shrunk it and then he shrunk it and then he shrunk it again while Tom took screenshots um, until he was just a little blur. A tiny pixel. So I, I didn't realise that he misunderstood for a while and I just I thought he, I just thought he was being profoundly lazy. Yeah. Um, like just taking a photo of himself and shrinking it and going, there, done. Do you um, know what? This is another Tom Cashman job, I think, though. 
Yeah, we, he, he kept saying, "Do you think anyone else is as small or something like that?" Well, I think I think when he first he took the first photos, he kind of said, "Are you happy with that?" Mm. And I think he was meant to imply, like, "Have you put enough effort into this?" Whereas, have you read the task? <laughs> yeah, or have you read the task properly? Whereas, I think Luke took it as him going, "Oh, someone's made the smaller ones, so you better." Mm-hmm. Like, I think he just interpreted what he said wrong. Yeah, so I just thought he was being lazy, but he um, he obviously misunderstood. I think it made it more. I'm just trying to think of what he would have made if they'd be, if he'd actually gone ahead with you know, the parts and casting like everyone else. The best miniature. I mean, and this is obviously a crazy thought that you probably don't have any of these things there, but like a Lego miniature would have been the coolest. Oh yeah, okay. Even um, if you've drawn that on the iPad, do you reckon they'd count that? I guess, yeah, I guess you are creating it. I guess they kind of have to go along with people's plans, even if if they think they don't fit. Yeah, but I don't know. I think I think the best one still won. Um, oh yeah. So Danielle got the five points. Nina four. Jimmy three. Julia two. Luke one. I think that's actually the right scores. Yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah, the only one that. The Nina and Danielle were the closest for me, as in I, I, I so could have put Nina up for top. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't have uh, complained if that had happened. Looking like a snack. <laughs> yeah, looking like a snack. I, were, you, uh, were you anticipating the second part as a Taskmaster fan? As a Taskmaster fan, I am never anticipating a second part. <laughs> Really? That's interesting. Yeah, I, think I'm now, I think I'm now at the point where anything I'm expecting them to come back task. to. <laughs> like with the aubergine task, I, th- I would have thought the next task was make it look like this aubergine has been stabbed or whatever. You know, I'm just always expecting there to be the Still second holes in the aubergine. Yeah, five <laughs> yeah. Just in every task now, I'm just expecting there to be a second envelope whipped out of the jacket. Unmake your miniature. That could have been another good one. <laughs> or, like, hair back on. or like make yourself look like your miniature. <laughs> so Julie would Julie would have had to cover herself in masking tape and Yeah. Danielle would have had to get on a tractor and stick her hair out sideways and Yeah, that could have been so good. Um <laughs> what Luke would have done. <laughs> Luke would have just had to have run far away from the camera until it was a blur. <laughs> Yes, that's true, yeah. <laughs> See, I like that just anyone can come up with tasks. I wish they'd hire us for their uh, writing. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> so this is our last team task that we've gone hmm. into. So task three was film the most phenomenal, I got really scared of saying that, <laughs> flight, hmm. fights. Oh, I've written fights. Film the most phenomenal. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Can't say that word. Phenom- phenomenal fight. Phenomenal. Starring your miniatures. You have mm-hmm. 60 minutes. Your time starts now. I, I did immediately think about Luke's um, attempt at a tantrum a few episodes ago where he instead choreographed a fight scene. And I did think, I did worry that the fight scene that he choreographed here would be a lot worse than that because I quite enjoyed his fight from a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I didn't like it for that task, but I like it. 
yeah, how did, how did you feel about the scoring of this? I thought it was a little bit of a cop-out doing a five and four scoring. Yeah. Uh, I thought even though, okay, so this is where the differences were in the two teams for me. So Danielle and Julia's obviously looked incredible visually. Yes. Stunning background. The, the arts and craft team have nailed it. Yeah, scenery was fantastic, yeah. Beautiful. However, the fight itself, shit. 100% agree. That's exactly what oh. it is. like, I think it. it's kind of like they just, I mean, I was going to say it's like it's when you get two kids fighting with toys and they just bash them together and go, ah, but they didn't even bash them together. They just kind of stood there looking at each other. Yeah. And then there was like a 30 second bit where they were trying to pop a tip. Yeah. <laughs> and that was probably the main part of the fight and what yeah. they were trying to get to, I think, anyway. The most memorable bit of it. Yeah. That's what I mean. So whereas with, I guess, the three friends, as I've been calling them, yeah, it wasn't, I mean, actually, visually I really enjoyed it because it was very retro gamey. Yeah. It, I mean, even though there wasn't as much effort in the, making the scenery, it did look great and it the had that stop was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Stop motion. It had the health, the health bar on the mm. top. But yeah, they'd, they'd actually animated it themselves and they had the three characters doing different things and they were they were able to bring Luke's character in quite effectively. And... I thought that was so good. Honestly, I did not know how they were going to do that. And then when she turned <laughs> it off, yeah. like, that's brilliant. Yeah, I think I think it was so much better than the other one. I, I think there should have been a bigger gulf in between them. And it wouldn't have really affected scores much. I think Danielle still would have won. Yeah. yeah. They'd got Danielle fewer points in that. Because Danielle and Julia are on the same team, so they weren't yeah. with each other in this task, which is interesting that that came down to those two when this is one of the last ones. It wouldn't have made any difference overall if, sco- if scores are scores and he scores them the same no matter when they're in order. Yeah. Doesn't matter. But it was just interesting that this was the last one, so you knew she couldn't make up points on Danielle in this. Mm. But, yeah, I think it, five for the team of three, great. Mm-hmm. Can I just also say <laughs> Jimmy getting upset when he thought that Luke and Nina were going to talk about a point. I went there that competitiveness that I thought I was yeah, that was funny. weeks and weeks ago because I was like, he really does not want to lose points here. <laughs> they were just they were just talking. But he was buying in to say that they'd storyboarded it, which makes which yeah. yeah. Luke kept saying that. Luke's like, no, 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 it wasn't improvised. That's right. We did a storyboard. <laughs> like this was all planned. This was yeah. awesome. Was like, a bit less impressive. <laughs> yeah, I just I I literally wrote. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> See, no, it was good. Five points for them, four for the team of two. I don't mm. have much to say about this one. Like, it was one of those ones that I went visually great for the team of three, but team mm. of two, it was just a fight scene. It was over. I didn't think it was amazing. Two points I would have. Well, it just it just was one of those ones where it was made a lot better by the post-production, like making Julia's voice really deep and putting all the, like, sound effects and stuff on just two people kind of showing at each other and bashing the toys together and then covering them in red paint and going, that's it, finished. Yeah. It yeah. seemed like there was so much more effort put into the Team of Threes one. Yeah, it was like there's blood and bye. 
Hmm. It just occurred to me, I feel like I'm having deja vu. Did I ever say last week that there was a fourth task? There Yeah, was. there was. Because Is there it was a that there there was was a a fourth photograph task task. in this one? Yeah. Is that task Yeah, that's yeah, that's true, because it's it's one task to split into two, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, even though it was like a part two, it also really wasn't a part two because I did it Yeah, so because it was a team task, so it was a lot different. Yeah, that's right. It's four in this one, yeah. So we've had two four-task episodes, which Yeah. is weird, potentially. So the fourth one was another long one. Open the golden present. Okay. I use dictator for writing these out this time, and this has not gone very well. It says, marry me open one. That Mm. <laughs> Marry was me. not, that was not the task. Open the golden present. <laughs> You may, I'm figuring it out, you may open one present at a time. Before, yeah. <laughs> before opening each, I'm sorry, I'm editing as I'm going, before No, opening that's good. each present, you must sing a different royalty-free Christmas carol. You may not leave the lab until the golden present is opened. Fastest to open the golden present wins. Your time Yeah. starts now. So having said that in the last task, I would have expected a second thing to come out. Um, I would not have known what to do in this. I would have been there for hours. Oh, my God, it was just like a mind game, wasn't it? It was very much I've had another revelation. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think I would have even have clocked that each different box links to the other. Because, you know, I've never done an escape room or anything. Like, I don't think I'd be very good at them. I think I wouldn't. I would have got confused with the whole open the golden present thing because I would have seen the cardboard boxes and been like, I've opened the presents. <laughs> That's Yeah, gold. but I think because it was because they were wrapped up, it's like you'd think you'd unwrap it and it would be a golden box. I think that's why. Or you, all the prize would be gold, or it'd, you'd be like a big treasure chest or something. You're making that sound like that's what everyone else would think, but I know I wouldn't think like that. No, And no, I know I do. I've I mean, done it. I'm an idiot. I need. I only just think that, like, if you said to me, "Find the golden box, find the golden present," I'd think it was like one of those. <laughs> chest you'd find in a fish tank you open it up and there's all this gold in it and it's sort of shining in your face Yeah, fair enough. I also did not, my first thing I wrote on my note was I did not understand what it meant by royalty-free Christmas carol. yeah well that's <clears throat> <laughs> I thought you had to make up your own, which is what some of them did. yeah yeah no I would uh, yeah that's something I would have known I just wouldn't know which ones were royalty three I don't think <laughs> Like I assume you didn't have to pay to have jingle bells. no, well, it seemed to me like anything older. Um. Mm. Or not sung by Mariah Carey, I don't know. Yeah. But then again, Mariah Carey would have sung jingle bells or something like that. True. She would have sung something royalty free on her Christmas album. I mean, she'd have to have. But, yeah, this this one just, I just watched it going, like, I don't understand what's going on. I watched it twice. I still didn't understand what they were all doing. I didn't even get to write down all the things that were in each present because I was confused. So there Well, was Sam I think it's And soup and yeah. lettuce spelled out Satan or Santa. There was a jigsaw under the table. Um, there was a needle in a haystack. There was an iPhone. Hmm. I think that was all of them. I can't. I yeah, I think the order was that you, um, if you went through it in a certain order. 
you would find um different things that would help you with each task but like with the soup one you could find the sieve and you could sieve out the letters individually mm. or you could just do what most of them did and just tip it all out and then do it by yourself or your fingers kind of thing yeah like you were meant to i think the first thing you the first box you found the puzzle and the puzzle said look under the table and under the table was the magnet and you used the magnet to find the needle but i think most oh! people just went but i think most i think i think most people just went through the haystack themselves and found it so oh I my think god i didn't them... understand what the magnet was for yeah <laughs> so I, if i remember correctly <laughs> there was the box that opens the puzzle the puzzle said that there was the magnet there the magnet you could use later to find the needle in the haystack but in order to get into the box of the haystack you had to go through the soup and get the letters and work out the code and then once you got the needle you used the phone and then you rang the phone and it told you what to do so it's like it's not an order you could open it in that it would work linearly um but I would have just, yeah, I would have been there for hours. I wouldn't have worked that out at the time. The worst bit is that you would have been there less time than me. You would have been like, how easy was it to find that bloody needle with the magnet? <laughs> like, what the fuck? But um, there was a point when Nina was under the table and saw that there was a camera there. And the magnet. <laughs> and didn't realise that it was filming the magnet that was right in front of it. And just was like, what's that doing there? Hi. Um. I think she probably thought the magnet was part of the table, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, yes. It's, it doesn't it doesn't stand out that much, really. It's quite a small magnet. So Julian yeah, my... had the issue with Satan for a long time. I think um, that was my favourite bit of the whole episode, where she realised it wasn't Satan, it was Santa. <laughs> the look of, look of realisation on her face. <laughs> That's brilliant. I mean, that was great. Jimmy sang beautifully. You know what? Actually, credit where credit's due. Jimmy singing almost brought me to tears at one point. <laughs> I he cannot believe how well he sung that song. That Silent Night, yeah. Yeah, and he, he should be on Carols by Candlelight this year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's a good voice. But yeah, in this one, this was on where Julia kind of annoyed me again, even though I'm very fond of Julia. Yeah, but she didn't do what you wanted. Well, well, no, like she was just, she was just like, oh, she'd have punched you when I come in. I was like, what? There's, there's no need for that. And then, like saying, they, they asked her what she'd done. She'd, they'd asked her a good thing she'd done this year. She said, oh, I'd, I've, I've kept my patience with stupid people or something like that. Yeah, she literally said, kept my cool talking to stupid people. Man, you do have an amazing memory. Well, I've watched it like three times today. So. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I just went, yeah, I don't, she took, oh, oh my God. I didn't even realise this was a time task, though. She took mm. 51 minutes and 45 seconds. I would, I mean, under an hour seems to be a good result to me. I think I would have been there a long time. Also, the final stage was you had to say to Tom three, three things that would put you on the nice list. Is that what it was? Um, it has to have been something like that. Yeah. So he's like, I'll tell you where the present is once you tell me three good things you've done this year. Yeah, that's right. I would have struggled with that. I've could, I could, I I ended up with the weird ones too. Like, I was nice to people. I celebrated my children's birthdays. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you're a dad. I would hope you'd show up to your kid's birthday. 
<laughs> so, you know. But you really just panicked. Danielle said I let my sister stay with me. <laughs> well, that seems quite, yeah, that's quite a nice. Uh, I was like, yeah, that's a nice thing to do. Yeah, just random ones, aren't they? You can't, it's really hard to put yourself on the spot and go, what's three nice things I've done this year? Yeah, I probably would have taken longer with that than with the actual um, boxes. You're still there. No. <laughs> still be there now. <laughs> um, what's what's yeah. one nice thing you've done this year then? Come on, let's put you on the nice list. Uh, you had to have expected this. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Um, well, I'm I'm sorry that I'm doing this podcast um, quite hungover and lying down. I hope you don't mind. I'm but, doing it in my pajamas for fun. <laughs> but I was at I was at a house party yesterday. I did bring I brought a slab to the house party last night. That's nice. So that how lovely. And it was it was Mountain Goat, which was nicer than the beer they had. Not that I'm sponsored by Mountain Goat, but. Um, yeah. You know, you might be now. Um, but maybe that's not nice because you know, alcohol ruins lives. So, well, that there is that, and I don't drink alcohol, so I can't even tell yeah, you. Exactly. You wouldn't have been able sense. to join in, you wouldn't have but, been able to. So, if I was that. there, I'd be like, Well, that's not a nice thing for me. But do you know what? You've done a nice thing for me, so let's bring that up. What's that? You bought me the zine. Oh, yeah, okay, yes, okay. I bought you a, a Greg Davis fanzine. You, you don't really know me. You know me a little bit, but you did that just out of kindness. Well, you know, it's nice to meet a fellow um, enthusiast. <laughs> but see, that's a lovely thing. That puts you on the nice list. Oh, thank you. Know, you. Mountain goats. I um, what you said. Was that what it was called? <laughs> it was, my, yeah. I do check. Uh, yeah, I, was, I would like listeners to check out that fanzine. Because, as I say, we talked about zines last time. Mm-hmm on the show because we talked about sticky and then i was at a um zine fair last weekend and someone had a greg davis fanzine um which is pretty cool and random i think yeah although i think it's one of those things where it's um the show's becoming so popular that you kind of expect there to be something where people because it's sort of a it's a community where people are really obsessed about things and usually it's stuff like i don't know anime or um like it, when animal crossing came out a few years ago there were lots of scenes about that yeah and it just seems like taskmaster because it's becoming so big over here you kind of expect there to be people who are obsessed about it and I, when I bought it, so many people said to me, "Oh yeah, I love that show." That's so you know, it's obviously gaining traction. I'm just, I'm stalling because I'm trying to find the name. <laughs> I found it. Do you want me to say it? Yeah, yeah, go on. Uh, it's that's freaking ace. Yes, that's so freaking ace. Yeah, the 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 um, creator is called Ace. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, look up. So cool. Yeah, check it out. Um, I think I retweeted it, but if not, I will. So yeah. we have uh, – I've lost everything again. Now I'm back. Okay. So obviously they all had um, their own problems solving the task, but it was purely by accident that Nina kind of went look under the when she was doing the puzzle 
And then went, what would I be looking yeah. under? And worked out that she should be looking under Tom's hat, elf hat. Mm-hmm. That was great. Yeah, that was that was good. And I, I, even then, I don't think I would have thought it would be there. But it was all based on time, I think. Yeah. So Julia got, well, actually, Luke didn't finish. Is that right? Why did Luke didn't get disqualified? He, oh, got to he didn't life. open the. He didn't sing before he opened the present. Yeah, he didn't sing a song before he opened the golden present. He had to sing before opening each one. Yeah. That was so harsh, poor, poor Luke. And then he sang in the studio, <laughs> and that was embarrassing. Um, so Luke got disqualified, zero points. Julia, two points for her fifty-one minutes forty-five seconds. Three points to Nina for. 38 minutes, 17 seconds. Jimmy, four points, 23 minutes, 53 seconds. Danielle, five points for 18 minutes, 41 seconds. She was always going to win that anyway. 18 minutes, that's impressive to me. (laughs) Smash us through some of those, though. Yeah. She's brilliant. That brings us to the last live task of Series 1 Australia's Taskmaster. Yeah. Um, again, this is. I'm so tired of reading these out. I'll shorten them for next series. From your spot, stick a pickle to the bullseye. If your pickle lands in one, you must read an apology from the jar before throwing again. If your pickle lands in two, you must eat a whole pickle before throwing again. If your pickle lands in the three, you must wear oven mitts for your next throw. If you miss the bullseye all together, you must live with the shame. <laughs> live with the shame of that, yeah. Um, that. that was the best bit of the yeah. word. You must live with the shame of that. For successful bullseye, more than half of the pickle must be inside the bullseye for more than five seconds. First to stick a pickle to the bullseye wins. Just, again, so that people listening understand, I dictated that and none of what I just said was actually written down. <laughs> <laughs> it does not say any of those words and I figured it all out as I was talking. I so, yeah. liked this task. Interesting. I I thought it was, I quite liked the idea of if you get it wrong, having to read something and everyone's reading stuff at the same time because it sounded really good. Like mm-hmm. I liked the sound of the audience cheering and then different people reciting stuff at the same time. Mm-hmm. But it kind of, it felt really horrible like the fact that they because you know throwing a pickle at a bullseye is not a thing that is inherently makes you a good person no was it the shameful apology stuff that you didn't like yeah the fact that they're all like oh i'm a piece of shit and like yeah, i'm, I'm a dipshit. yeah i'm sorry that you had that to watch bit. me be such a well a lot of them weren't just like oh i'm so sorry i failed it was like i'm a piece of shit and yeah. i'm sorry that you had to watch this i don't know it, it it's it kind of i mean firstly that's kind of like my inner monologue all day so I, the idea that you have to then if you're someone who is maybe doesn't have i'm thinking of like charlotte ritchie can you imagine charlotte ritchie being made to read that that would be so awful hor- to watch so horrible yeah because she said on the show that it sort of it was a blow to her self-esteem anyway yeah but then being able to made to do that felt more like squid game than taskmaster to me it yeah it went a little too far on the humiliation side of things to that and it was the shame side of things yeah it seemed less light-hearted all of a sudden yeah i do see your point now though 
Well, let's say we adjust the live task a little, right? So they keep the premise, which is yeah. to throw the pickle on the bullseye, but they mm. change the punishments for not getting the bullseye. If they change well, them, I would like the task then better. Yeah. If they had to say to themselves, like, oh, I'm such a silly sausage. I can't believe um, I did that. Let's try again. <laughs> I'm a silly sausage. Let's try again. <laughs> and you don't have to eat the whole pickle. You just have to, like. Do uh, something stupid with the pickle. Like. Or, like, you have to put like, a pickle like peanut butter on the pickle or something. Cover the peanut, the pickle in Vegemite. I mean, generic yeast spread. You have to put a pickle down your trousers. I don't know if that's better. <laughs> They're wearing like uh, lederhosen or something and you have to put a pickle down the front of it. Yeah, know. sorry, pickle yourself. That's what we meant. Pickle yourself. Um, we didn't get to see the oven mitts. Oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't, yeah, I So maybe bit. the oven mitts should have been number one. <laughs> see, that would have been funny. Hmm. So yeah, happen, yeah. limit someone's throwing ability. Maybe yeah. that would mean all of it. You know, if you hit number two, use tongs. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good idea. Thank you. See, this there may, there may be, I would have been there for hours. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but they should really fucking start paying me for this shit. <laughs> I, yeah, okay. So I, did, I, I didn't mind the premise. I didn't like all of it. Like I said, I didn't love the whole stupid dipshit stuff either. Mm. But I was guilty of laughing at some of it. I didn't mind it in terms of the throwing at something at a bullseye and trying to hit a bullseye because I actually thought for the first time it it was interesting enough to watch. Yeah, that's true. It's the actual act of trying to get that pickle there is quite exciting, especially because you could see from the other side what was happening. It was a clear one. I thought that was great. They yeah, that was a clear mm. But what happened was. What did I go? Oh, yeah, Julia hit the pickle into the bullseye on her second go, five points. Danielle got it next, four points. Luke third, three points. Nina fourth, two points. Jimmy fifth, one point, which meant Danielle won the episode mm-hmm. and got to take home her uh, poster of Tom Gleason. And a 10-cent coin. And, no, well, she gave that back to... Nina's Tom, so Nina's all paid up on Tom's bet. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And that means Danielle won the whole show. Mm. Alert. So 164 points to Danielle. Yeah. Julia finished on 160. Jimmy, 156. Nina, 146. Luke, 138. Mm. Yeah, I mean, well-deserved. I think Danielle's really been really good across the board. I mean, obviously, there've been a, a there've been a few huge disasters, but um, I just think, yeah, I think Danielle's really deserved to win. And she, I'm really glad she won. I think she yeah. she's a great first series champion for Australian Taskmaster. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. The whole cast were great, in my opinion. Mm. I'm really proud of how it went, and I'm not just yeah. saying that. I am genuinely happy with how the whole thing went. Hmm. Yeah, so am I really. I think it it worked out real nice. What? So yeah, what's going to happen next with this podcast? My plan, if we can loosely call it a plan, is obviously mm. there'll be a break. Yeah, a break from me for a bit, and then I'll put out the shout online. See if anyone wants to talk Taskmaster New Zealand series one. Mm-hmm. 
and it'll just be a little bit easier to organize because there won't be a yeah. set we have to record it before this date so I can edit exactly yeah <laughs> it'll just be let's meet up and talk an episode whenever and if anyone wants to talk New Zealand series too which I'm hoping more people might want to talk as well because it's more popular mm. um that'll be cool we can record whenever and then I'll release all 10 in a row but once I've recorded all of them yeah so that's my plan I'm heading to New Zealand next fantastic yeah a part of me really wishes I was doing the UK but Ed's got that covered you know what I mean well I think I think there was ones before Ed's there was there's one called Melon Buffet that um yep yeah like you can do it yeah it's just repetitive then isn't it because it's just well, me saying how much I enjoyed it. <laughs> but no, it's good to have one that covers, that's it. I don't think, I can't think of many podcasts that have covered the New Zealand series. I don't think any have. Seen, there have been a couple that have done it with the contestants. Right. That I'm trying to avoid. I've had a few people say, why aren't you doing the contestants? I'm like, yeah, but I feel like that's been done. So I'm trying to just stick with the the format of talking about it with other people who want to talk about it type thing. Yeah. But if anyone's following me as a contestant and wants to talk, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not going to chase you because that makes me feel awkward. <laughs> You're saying if Guy Williams was in your DMs, you'd say no. <laughs> Wait, am I saying no or yes? <laughs> if I catch you at the comedy festival and I go, listen, I've got this podcast, just say it. <laughs> I'm not asking you on it, but if you happen to want to be on it, let me know. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm saying. Well, I'm looking forward to that. I, re- I really enjoy this podcast. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you listening. And I appreciate everyone else listening too. But so thank you for joining me again. It was a pleasure to have you. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me again. I love chatting to you about Taskmaster. I guess I'll see you for Series 1 New Zealand maybe. Yes, please. Yes, You'll have me back. Yeah. We'll be able to talk more Taskmaster. <laughs> by then. Yeah. Well, there we go. Last podcast recording done. Um... As I said with Thomas, I will be looking at doing New Zealand series next. I don't know when or how, but follow me on Twitter at TMDU Podcast for more. I'll put the call out to see who wants to chat New Zealand Taskmaster with me. I think that's just the fun bit. Like you guys just hit, we just organise the time to chat. We get on Zoom. Uh, I can, a few people can attest to the, the fact that it was fun, right? Right, guys? Right, everyone? Anyway, um, I'm all over the place. I've just had a milkshake. I'm lactose intolerant, so I probably need to hurry this up. Anyway, um, (laughs) sorry for yelling at you. I'm so grateful that you were all here, and I appreciate you all. Have a lovely day or night, wherever you are, and catch me with my little updates of the price task on Taskmaster is wonderful for the next Uh, following eight weeks as well and yeah don't be afraid to say hello okay thanks everyone bye